This program is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners and does not reflect the views of WPHT or its management. Today's program is pre-recorded. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Free speech lives here. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT HD, WOGL HD3, Philadelphia, a radio.com station. Now, from the Malamut and Associates Law Studios, it's good news in real estate. If you're a homeowner, if you're selling a home, or perhaps purchasing a home or vacation property, welcome to our home. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Your host for the next radio hour. The Mortgage Mom, Deanne Kitsaris, along with real estate veteran and owner-operator of the Philadelphia Real Estate Classes, Mark Cumberland. Your real estate education starts right now. It's good news in real estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Good morning. Get ready to laugh and learn here on Good News in Real Estate, here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. I'm Mark Cumberland, along with my co-host, The Mortgage Mom, Deanne Kitsaris. How are you, Deanne? I'm fabulous, Mark. How are you? I'm very, very, very good. And we're here every week, 9 a.m. on WPHT. You can listen to us every week, try to keep you informed about residential, commercial, mortgages, all the real estate needs you could possibly need. My number is 267-266-5501. What's your number, Deanne? My number is 609-605-7153. So give us a call. If we can help in any way, we'll be glad to help you. And you can listen to this show and all the past shows at our webpage, Good News and Real Estate, and at WPHT's website. So what's coming up today? Coming up on today's show, Mark, we have the market report. Yes, we do. We also have our business tips with Asking Dr. A. Yes. We have Mark's funny story. Got one for you. And we have our mortgage mom topic. Which is? Protecting your identity and credit during this time. Well, that should be easy since you can't go anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you'd be surprised. Mark, we also have our questions. Who is stuck with the bill on a vandalized property during a pending, the buyer or the seller? Go on. Next question is... Can buyer can I be a buyer's agent for my fiance and make a commission? Go on. Next question is I am a female veteran interested in renting with an option to buy a home or a condo while I rebuild my credit. What type of credit score do I need? You can answer that one. Can I get an FHA loan if my spouse already has one? All right. Should I hire a buyer's agent or a seller's agent? All righty then. And Mark, we have our topic of the day. Top five reasons you should not for sale by owner. But first, give us your motivational quote. And our motivational quote today is, nothing will ever be attempted if all possible objections must first be overcome. So if you worry about every little nuance... You're never going to pull the trigger. 
And that's why majority of realtors never become investors. They can't pull the trigger. So you got to pull the trigger. Take a chance. I mean, you what, what do you a always, chance? What do you always say? If you don't ask, the answer is no. Exactly. Correct. <laughs> All right. So where are we at? Mark, we are up to the market report. And there is the bell. So those hoping that this virus-fueled recession will bring around a bargain basement real estate prices are out of luck. Uh, that is not happening. Even with the pandemic raging, battered economy, highest unemployment since the Depression, median home list prices still jumped 3.1% year over year, according to the most recent Realtor.com data. And that's about doubled the 1.5% annual annual uh, jump from the previous week ending in May 16th. Last week, home prices increased about three quarters as 77 and 77 in the largest U.S. metropolitan areas. So with all this chaos going on, prices are still going up. That's why the buy, these sellers need to get in the, in the market. There are still buyers in the market, but given a very limited number of properties available, buyers are willing to pay more. And with today's rate, you can get a lot more house for a lot less money. So just before this pandemic and the U.S. into this catastrophic mode, home prices were increasing at 4.4% annually in the first two weeks of March. Prices generally heat up late in the spring into the summer, but this time it's likely due to the modestly priced homes fetching the highest prices and the more expensive properties sitting longer on the market, which is always the case. You know, the million-dollar houses sit longer because there's less millionaires. But the mixed homes that are on the market are now is a little different. What's really selling at premium are the lower price homes. Higher price homes are sitting a little longer. The number of listings were down 22% over the year in the week ending May 23rd. So that's because many of the sellers pulled their properties off the market or held the listings and now they're all waiting to get back in. And once this finally settles down, they're going to be in. Meanwhile, the number of new listings fell 20% annually. We're down to 4,300 homes for sale in Philadelphia at a 686,000. 76,000. It's unbelievable. That's a, 20, that's a 28% drop. So it's, it's, we're at a 14 year low in inventory. So while the supply Mark, could help it prices. Doesn't, it doesn't make uh, sense because, well, this is, this is national, right? This is national, not just our area. Well, our, our area is in a 14 year low in inventory. In inventory. But I mean, people, I mean, I, I talk to realtors all day long and they're, they've never been so busy. Never. Yeah, we I mean, it's like of, they're, it's they just like buyers taking right now. Yeah, they got tons of buyers. Their problem is finding them a home and then finding them the one they want. But there's good news for the buyers. You know, they're, eventually they're going to find something. The number of days at home that sat on the market was 16 fewer than the same time a year ago, uh, first two weeks. So houses are not sitting on the market. So if, in that price range from the hundred to two fifty, that's the busiest market. If buyers exactly. are not in a hurry and are willing to be patient, 
it's likely going to pay off because they're going to get great rates. They're going to get more home for their buck. And they're going to get the bargain of a lifetime. And the sellers are going to get the biggest cash prize they could get for, I don't know, for how long. So I know. It's a great time to sell. Most sellers just don't know that. And I blame that on the agents. So Right. Talking about the rates, what are the rates? The rates are unbelievable, Mark. Uh, I just, I locked a loan on Friday, FHA at 3%. FHA, 30-year fix, 3%. Your conventional is anywhere, it depends on the day, from 3% to 3.25%. Your VA is 3.25%. Your 15-year fixed is 2.875. Your 15-year is 2.625. And your 7-1 arm, which I don't even recommend, is 2.875. A 15-year at 2, what was it, 2.6? A 15-year is 2.625 for 15 years. You know, if you refi into one of them, you'd probably be almost close to... What you're paying now? What you're paying now? Exactly right. Right. Exactly. I need to right. do and it. I'm waiting for my accountant. To, I've been waiting for my accountant to give me the okay. <laughs> so anyway, so you know there's some great is, rates. What yeah. else, Mark? Is um, what's fabulous is that FHA streamline that we talked about before, where you can drop from whatever interest rate you're at right now. FHA loan, FHA loan. Right now, we can do 3.25% on a streamline. So anybody that is at 3.75% and above needs to do the streamline refinance right now. I mean, that's unheard yeah. of. Absolutely unheard of. With all this negativity going on, we the real estate market is still in great shape. Look, and it's going to I'll, be the thing that pulls us out of all this. Absolutely. And I mean, honestly, I don't have time to be on the phone. I'm not I'm sorry. I don't have time to watch TV and watch all the doom and gloom. And I don't want to. So my head, I'm head down. I'm focused. And I'm basically just running with what's going on. I mean, I know that cities are burning down and people are dying and you know, that's going to happen whether or not I'm watching TV or not. And I choose to just focus on all the positive. So all positive all the time. So. That's exactly right. That's all right. Exactly so with right. that, there are great rates. People should take advantage of them. So with that, you are listening to Good News and Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. And we'll be right back. On behalf of the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union, we hope you're enjoying Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland. The Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more after the break and this message from Debt-Free Living. Learn more at wehatedebt.com. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, all positive all the time. So where are we at, Miss Cat Cyrus? Mr. Cumberland, we are up to your funny story. All right, so I got one for you. So this married couple, right, they move into a new neighborhood, and they're all happy, and they decide to go out for a ride and explore the new area. And what? 
and unfortunately, they get in this terrible car accident, and the car catches fire, and the guy's face gets burned severely. So they end up end up in the hospital. Doctor told the husband they couldn't graft any skin from his body because he was too skinny. So the wife offered to donate some of her skin. However, the only skin on her body that the doctor felt was suitable would have to come from her buttocks. So anyway, the husband and wife agree. They would they tell no one about where this skin came from, and they requested the doctor also to keep this secret honor and keep it quiet. Very delicate matter. So after the surgery was completed, everyone was astounded at the man's new face. He looked more handsome than ever before. All his friends, his relatives went on and on about his baby face. One day he was alone with his wife, and he was overcome with emotion at her sacrifice. And he said, dear, I just want to thank you for everything you did for me. How can I possibly repay you? She goes, my darling. She replied, I get all the thanks I need every time I see your mother kiss you on the cheek. That's pretty good. If you have a funny story you'd like to hear on our show, send it to 8029 at Comcast.net or give us a call at 267-266-5501. And now it's time for the Mortgage Moms segment with the Ann Katsaris from Green Tree Mortgage. And her topic is protecting your identity and credit during these times. Correct? Correct. Thank you for that fabulous introduction, Mark. Um, so it's funny because this. a lot of people, you know, we I've been talking about this before, but they're sitting home and they decide that they can't look at the four walls anymore and they want to decide whether or not they can actually apply for a loan. So they call me and I run their credit. And right now we're still at a 640 with an FHA loan, the minimum credit score. But they're finding that there's things on their credit that they didn't even know that was on there. So right. not only are people interested in purchasing a home and I'm busy doing pre-approvals, but I'm also doing a lot of minor credit repair. So having things deleted off their account. Um, and if it's something major, you know, we had Jack on here um, before from Home Loans Assist. If, if it's something major, then I send them over to them. But it was right. the other night, I think it was last Wednesday night. It was about 1130 at night, getting ready to shut my phone off. And I have this app on my phone um, called ID Shield that alerts me anytime something's going on. I just happened to look down at my phone and I had 17 alerts that I needed to look at. So, of course, I'm not going to go to sleep with 17 alerts. I needed to um, check out what it was. And here, my email, four of my emails were breached. So my email with my password is out there, as well as my Amazon account was hacked into. Um, so there were some purchases that were being made that weren't mine. I had another credit card from a department store that somebody went crazy with um, making purchases as well. So at 1130 at night, there's a red button. I hit the red button. Somebody picked up on the phone and I went through, you know, everything that was taking place. And they did, you know, they, they froze everything about me, my emails, my social security number, my medical information, just my entire persona was frozen. Next morning, nine o'clock, they call me back and we walk through, you know, exactly what to do. 
But I'm not the only person that this is happening to because as I'm talking to people and running their credit, there's a lot of identity theft that's going on right now. And you cannot prevent identity theft, but you can protect it. And more now than ever, we, you know, we need to change our passwords. We need to know what's going on. You need to check your your um, bank accounts on a regular basis. You know, some people have no idea how much is in there, but at least go through the transactions so that you know if that was your actual transaction. I looked at my, you know, my online banking and there was somebody went shopping. I mean, they had my debit card. So normally I would have been in a major panic, started freaking out because I'm trying to get my credit score, you know, to the high 700s right now because I want to make a purchase. But, you know, that could have been devastating. If I didn't have the vehicle in place to take care of all this, it could have been hours and hours and hours of me personally having to do this stuff. So yeah, that's why I think that's ne- why that's why I have legal shield. Yep. I have that and I have that protection. Exactly. And every single credit report that I'm running, every one of my potential buyers is getting the opportunity to look at this app and take a look at it because it's a life tool and you really you really can't be without it because if you don't have this, there was a somebody that we I closed, getting ready to close last month, and I had rebuilt her credit from like a 575. We got her all the way up to a 680, telling her to, what credit cards to pay down, things to a medical collection to delete, things like that. We're getting ready to go to settlement, and they refreshed her credit. There was an American Express card that she had that I made her pay off for $2,500 because that was going to get her a major boost on her credit report. So she paid that off getting ready to do a refresh underwriter calls me and says, isn't this the woman that you were working on for a while to get her credit score up? And I said, yes. And she said, well, I just wanted to let you know um, that she maxed out her American express card. So I called her on the phone and I said, I thought we paid this American express card off. And she said, I did. So she goes online, looks at her American Express card. Here, somebody booked a vacation using her American Express card. We had to delay closing for two weeks to get that taken care of. Yeah, see, so you, you got to watch. I, I, go I me, 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 person, me personally, I have like 54 passwords with all the stuff in my businesses. I mean, I actually have an app just to keep them organized it's so bizarre it's such a pain in the butt and and then it's constantly telling you change them for security how do you keep track and then you go to change them and you can't remember what the password was so that you could change it (laughs) yeah that's why i have a a program to just remember them all you know is that through the vault are you using the vault i'm using another uh, program that i pay for a security besides the legal shield thing yeah because they have a vault that you can put all your passwords in um and you once if you ever forget the password to the vault you're done but i definitely want to have um, someone come on from legal shield and id shield to go over all the particulars for this because this is a service that is priceless especially now yeah especially now 10 years so and so just 
I don't worry about giving out my phone number and my email because I feel a little secure. Right. And I mean, you can compare this. And honestly, you haven't heard a whole lot about LifeLock anymore. Um, And there's reasons for that. I'm not going to get into all that. But this program, I mean, it covers all three bureaus. Um, It's instant hard inquiry um, alerts. It takes care of any um, investment account monitoring, new applications that use your social security number, username, password. Um, You have up to $1 million of insurance. You know, just everybody asks you for your mother's maiden name. They monitor that as well. Um, I can just go on and on and on, but it puts you into a system where you're just protected. So if you want information on this, give me a call. Please do not go on and Google and, you know, try to take it from there. Just give me a call. I'll give you the information. You can call me at 609-605-7153. And I'll be happy to go over all that with you. So uh, where are we at now? All right. So coming up next, Mark, is our question and answer segment. Very good. That was a really good topic. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on 1210 WPHT. All positive all the time. We will be right back. Deanne and Mark are halfway through this week's edition of Good News in Real Estate, presented by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. When the show returns, more real estate news from around the Delaware Valley. But first, a word from one of our home team partners, Remax, and Alan Stassen, who's famous for being a Philadelphia real estate expert. All right, welcome back to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. So where are we at, Deanne? Mark, we are up to our question and answer segment. We got some really good questions here. And the first one is, who is stuck with the bill on a vandalized property during a pending? Is it the buyer or the seller? Actually, according to the contract, when they went through the house and decided to buy it and wrote the deal, that house is supposed to be in that condition when they go back for the final walkthrough. And unfortunately, it's on the seller. And the seller is supposed to maintain their homeowner's insurance and everything else. <laughs> Over my career, I've seen things happen. I had one. The house burnt down the night before settlement, unfortunately. Ugh. So that was a problem. But I've had houses that were vandalized. I've had things, leaks, and stuff that happens. Life happens. But... That's that buyer is supposed to get that property in the condition, broom swept, free of debris, day of settlement. So it's on the seller if that property was vandalized. So they got to repair it and put it back the way the buyer was buying it at the time the buyer said, I want to buy it. So what's the next one? The next question is, can I be a buyer's agent for my fiance and make a commission? And a lot of agents do this stuff. The only thing you got to do, and there's actually people that sometimes get a license just because of uh, they want to save a commission on a deal, which I know. is bizarre to me. But anyway, but you can. But the one thing that you need to do is disclose that you are going to be related to this person. So the seller knows that there's some kind of connection between the agent and the seller 
or the agent and the buyer. So right. The the agent needs to disclose that they're related or going to be related or whatever. So that's the only thing. If you don't disclose and then something funny happens, there's some liability there. So always disclose. What's the next one? The next question is, oh, and just to point out real quick, if, if they're doing an FHA loan on this, Mark, can I be a buyer's agent for my fiance and make a commission? If they're going to do a FHA loan, they need to put 15% down. So what a well, lot of times married. they'll do they're is They're not put, married yet. They're fiancés. Fiancé. You're right. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. So if they yeah, were married, what, I, yeah, then the government. They, they would, huh? More government stuff. Is that by county, by chance? <laughs> Oh my God. All right. Question number three. I am a female veteran interested in running with an option to buy a home or a condo while I, re while I rebuild my credit. What type of credit score do I need? So right now with the, with the pandemic, you need for a VA loan, a minimum credit score of 640. How come they raised that from 620? Right now, just because of risk. So they feel that the person that has the lower credit score is a higher risk for not making a payment. 20 points. I don't know. All right. Government. What? Uh, Did you want to say something else? No, it's just government. You know, it's like, you know, who makes okay. these decisions? I, I never get invited to these meetings. You know, so I don't <laughs> get it. Go ahead. All right. The next question is. Can I get an FHA loan if my spouse already has one? So you got a whole scenario here, right? Right. So my fiance bought a house three years ago with an FHA loan. I'm not included on that loan. We would like to buy another property and put it completely under my name since we are getting married next month. He already has a loan. Will they still approve me? He started a company and most likely will not get approved on any mortgage, which is why we want to buy it under my name. My income and my debt meets the requirements for an FHA loan. Any advice is appreciated. So basically, you yes. The answer to that is yes, she can get another FHA loan as long as they are going to own or occupy it. And my suggestion, um, I know that he just started a company and would most likely not get approved. But yeah, they would be able to get another FHA loan. Um, and then as his business is in business for two years, my recommendation would be to convert that to a conventional loan so they could probably save some money as well. All right. Good answer. All right. What's the next question? Question number five. Buyer's agent or seller's agent? While searching to buy a home, I have been told that there are agents for buyers and agents for sellers. Should I use one that is for the buyer only or is there a difference? One agent said that the buyer's agent isn't paid by the person buying the home. So what's the difference? Well, this you know this goes to dual agency. Buyer agents, most buyers hire the first agent they meet with a pulse. Most sellers hire within two they interview. But some people think there's an advantage to hiring the agent that has the listing. Because that listing agent knows everything about this property. Now, 
there are some places where that's called dual agency and some brokers don't like dual agency because and here's the rationale which i don't agree with personally that you can't be totally fair with two people well you know what you can and if you use your head now if you have ethics and you do the things correctly you can represent both parties that was the whole point when i was selling strictly residential to be a seller's agent so the buyers came to me and i had both parties can i do it fairly yes i can if a buyer said to me what do you think the seller's going to take i'll say well he's got it listed at this price what do you want to offer and they think I got some inside information that I'm going to give them. Oh, well, he'll take this. Well, if you do that, you're not ethical. So you either have ethics or you don't have ethics. You, you know, they try to teach ethics, but I tell you what, you don't you can't either have it that. or you, you don't have it. So is there advantages? A lot of buyers actually like the idea that this agent's in the middle because there's no can't be any other screwball agent in the middle. Nobody else right. can screw this deal up. So my uh, in my experience, I've done lots of dual agency, and and I rarely had any problems because I knew both parties and I kept them together and made them happy and make the deal happy. And the whole point was them the seller to sell the house, get the most money, and the buyer to get the keys. So. Can it be done? Yes. So, that's my slant on it. <laughs> Was that a slant or a rant? A rant. Like slant? I, you know, I just, there's, there's just brokers. I've, I actually have heard of brokers that told agents in their office they're not allowed to dual dual agency. I don't think these brokers understand that there's ethics involved. If you're gotta, if you gotta tell an agent you can't do dual agency. That there's something wrong with that. That doesn't company. make any sense. If a if a broker told me and I was joining a real estate company that you can't do dual agency, I'd be saying, "Nice meeting you. Uh, talk to you later." So, <laughs> all right, uh, let's get the, the last question, one? and we only have a couple minutes. Um, I have a two year lease option on a home. The leasee, the lessee, wishes to purchase the home one year early. Must I sell early if I will lose? Must I sell early? If I will lose one year's income, I don't know what that means. No, that means like they had a two-year lease option on the home to buy, and now the lessee wants to purchase the home a year earlier, and the seller was planning on collecting that another year's rent. Uh, another year's rent. So you you know you you agreed to this lease option uh, in writing, so you know they don't have to agree to that. Now, maybe if you sweeten the pot and say, well, we'll give you an extra or do something like that, maybe they might. But, you know, what's one year's worth of rent, you know? Well, what, know what do you call paying. that, Mark? What do you call that? Splitting the baby, I think? Yeah, you split the baby. You split the baby, <laughs> maybe you know, if the rent's like, uh, yeah, I don't know, say it's 1000 a month. So that's $12,000. Right. What if we give you 12000 more for the house? Because the rates are at 3%. Yeah. Would you do it early? Yes. There's always a way to split the baby and make the deal happen. But you so. know what? That's also less risk. So if they can sell it now and do that, that's perfect. Great question. That's right. All right. Today works some good questions. So with that, you're listening to Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, all positive all the time. We'll be right back. 
Good News in Real Estate with Deanne Katsaris and Mark Cumberland is proudly being provided by the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours. Deanne and Mark will have more in a moment, but first, a message from one of our home team partners, Green Tree Mortgage. How much do you qualify for? Ask Deanne now at MortgageMom.net. All right, welcome back to uh, Good News in Real Estate here on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, all positive all the time. There were some good questions tonight. So where yep. are we at, Deanne? Mark, we are up to our topic of the day, which is top five reasons you should not for sale by owner. I know you love right. this topic. Well, the, the statistics should make – people don't think. They just think about saving commission. But that's, if they ever sat down and looked at a contract and went through the whole thing and looked at this thing, they'd realize what they're getting involved in here. The statistics that I am aware of, 97% of for sale by owners will end up listing because they don't know what they're doing. And out of the 3% that get to the table, half of those will not close. The home inspection, something will go wrong in the middle because you don't have a professional that that's handling this deal. Recent studies show that ninety percent, over like ninety five percent of all buyers start searches online. In comparison, like the real low numbers in the print now. I mean, who looks in the newspapers anymore for real estate? So now they go searching online. So if you got a seven ninety five for sale by owner sign on your lawn, and that's it. How are you getting on the internet? So how do buyers actually purchase? Like 51% from the internet, 30 some percent from real estate agents. Yard signs are real small, they're like 8 or 9%. And newspapers are irrelevant anymore. Even the local papers that put all the little houses in there. The days of selling your house by putting a sign on the lawn or the paper, they're good. it's over. There's too many people to negotiate to negotiate with, too. One of the biggest problems they have, how do you pick a price? Like, what do you go by? You look at you look at Zillow, Trulio. They're all for sale. They're not sold. So you're going by what uh, your neighbor said, sold around the corner. I hear that one a lot. Uh, and then the buyer wants the best deal possible. The buyer's agent, who solely represents the buyer's interest, if a buyer shows up with an agent, they got somebody representing them. Uh, a buyer might have an attorney. Home inspection companies. Who's handling all of this? Like, there's so many nuances. And one of them that nobody ever really thinks about, if a buyer walks in without an agent and says, you know what, I want to buy your house. Then they look at one another like deers in the headlight because somebody got to write a contract that's going to hold up in court. Who's doing you're that? You're absolutely right because people call me and say, what do we do next? So if I pre-approve somebody and they're doing a for sale by owner, they call me and like, all right, so we need a contract and we need title and what do we do? Uh, you hire an agent. Right. So you're going to have to end up hiring somebody. And... Many homeowners believe that, you know, they're going to save this real estate commission by selling it on their own. And then what some of them do, then they hire attorneys and they bring in an attorney. In, and in the end, they end up spending almost the same amount of money. So study have shown 
statistically, if you hire a real estate agent, you will net more. And the net is the key. First of all, you could lose a lot of money if you price this thing wrong. What if you're like forty, fifty thousand dollars low? And I've seen that happen. And you know, they worry about these high commissions, but it, but in the end, statistically, they're going to net more. So, however, it's just a bad idea. It's like dentistry by owner. You know? Oh God! <laughs> Would you want me to pop popping over with a pair of pliers and like? pulling one of your mowers i don't think so you know like yeah. i could probably do it might be a little painful but i'll get that oh, baby God. out <laughs> so no. why not hire a professional net the most money you can get have a, 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 a real estate company that has an attorney a title company liability insurance all that stuff that's never considered when they're at Home Depot and they see that for sale by owner sign. Seven ninety five special. Stick that one on the lawn and we're good to go. You know, no, but didn't you didn't you give us a uh, percentage like ninety four percent? What was it? Ninety four percent end up actually not closing with for for sale by owner. No, three ninety seven percent end up listing. Out of the 97%, out of the 3% that actually got on the market and got somebody to put an offer in, only 1.5% of those actually make it to the table. The closing table. Because That's of, crazy. Because of all the stuff. So, right. I mean, there's there's people out there that pulled it off and got to the settlement table, but that's not the... The norm. Most of the time, during during this transaction, somewhere somebody hires somebody. Like that's what I, I like. What I used to do when I used to run into these, and some seller, they're always worried about you know what agents charge. There's no general six percent or whatever. But I'd say for you today, special four percent. I'll handle the whole deal, and <laughs> they'd be happy. They'd be happy. I'd make both parties happy. They would sell their house. The other people get the keys. Everybody's happy. So, all right, great topic, Mark. Great topic. So, coming up now is our segment with Dr. A, and we're going to go over the eight steps of hiring process, and we're on step five, which is effectively onboard staff. Doctor, you there? I most certainly am. How are you guys? We are very good, except we're dying to go out to a bar and have a cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> Which you mean you haven't happening. been doing a Zoom cocktail party? <laughs> no, no. But uh, tell us how you're starting today, because we've been following up with this, especially with everybody going to be coming back to work soon. Right. Well, that's uh, that's what's uh, going on, and that things are opening up uh, all over the country right now. So it's interesting. Well, we've started with uh, it's an eight step process that we're talking about. The first step just briefly is you need to show your current staff the love. So you need to show people who have stayed with you uh, that you love them. Number two is determine what are the core competencies that you really need to have in a job, not just a job description, but what are the things that people need to be able to do? We call them benchmarks. The third step was to create a win-win-win uh, situation where everybody is, is winning. So you give your current staff these opportunities uh, before you start bringing back uh, 
former staff or hiring new staff. So you need to make sure that you you, you put people in the right seat on, on the on, on the bus. Number four was to hire quality staff. So you need to hire hire from your head, not your heart. It's not a popularity contest. You don't have to love these people. Okay, you need to hire people that are going to effectively do the job that are going to work effectively together. Right. The truth of the matter is, if you hire from your heart within six months, you typically don't like them anyhow, because they're not doing their job. All right. Step five is is, is where we're at now is effectively on board. Right now, you're going through all the hassle of determining what are the core competencies. You've looked at who you have. You've hired and moved around your current staff. Right now, the issue is you're hiring new staff, and you need to effectively onboard them. For those of you who've been on cruise ships, all right, there's all different levels of cruise ships. You know, some of them, you just walk on board, and it's kind of like up to you to figure out where you're supposed to go and what's supposed to happen, and hopefully your luggage will show up. And some, they actually have somebody who takes you to your area or to your room and then shows you the amenities on the way. Right? What you need to do is you need to give the people the appropriate tour of what it's like to work in your organization. It's called onboarding. And that doesn't just mean that if you have fringe benefits, you make sure that they select the fringe benefits or they or you get them signed up for that and it doesn't mean just doing your 1099 or whatever paperwork you have to do for the federal government what it means is you need to bring people on so they feel welcome so they feel warm about working for the organization you're excited now capture that excitement so one of the ways and one thing there's a lot of movement i i've been just watching on facebook i see I'm watching all these different companies. I know in the real estate industry, there's all kinds of administrative staff moving all over the place. That's absolutely. Like, when people get nervous, they start thinking the grass is greener, you know. And some of them are making like snap decisions because maybe somebody offered them a couple bucks more, but they don't know what kind of culture they're getting involved in. So that's right. It's, uh, and it's you got to be careful here. Well, you also have to be careful because if you've laid them off and you've brought them back, the question is, if this thing comes back again, what are you going to do to them? Right. So there's all this anxiety regarding what to do. I mean, I've written an, an article on this. So if you're if any of your listeners are interested, all they have to do is contact us and they'll get the contact information later and contact us and we'll send you the article. Right. And you can read it. But anyhow, when you onboard them, you have to make them feel welcome. And we actually have a report, which is really cool, because what it does is it takes your disk and your motives. All right. For the person who's going to be supervising them with a person who you've just hired or that you've moved around. This isn't just for new people. It's for moving people into a new position. Right. And they they have this report to show them how to more effectively communicate with each other, how not to communicate with each other. Are you posting that on your Facebook page and all? Um, my social media guy's telling us we are, yeah. All right. All right, well, Doctor, we ran out of time there, but post that article. I'd like to read that article myself. Tell everybody how to get a hold of you. It's real easy. It's dr. Period a, Dr. A at abelson.net, A-B-E-L-S-O-N.net. All right, thanks, Doctor. We'll talk to you next week. Okay. Thank you, Dr. Thanks, a. Thank you. All right. You can email Mark your questions at 8029 at Comcast.net or give him a call at 267-266-5501. You can also email me at DeanneKitsaris at Comcast.net or give me a call at 609-605-7153. 
And a special thanks to all of our listeners and our sponsors for keeping us on the air. I heard I heard our ratings are up the end. And Excellent. you can listen to this show and we want you to tune in every week. And we're here every Sunday, 9 a.m. Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. With that, have a great week. I'm Mark Cumberland. I'm Deanne Kitsaris, your mortgage mom. You've been listening to Good News in Real Estate on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. All All positive, all the time. All the time. Thanks for listening to Good News in Real Estate, a Jacob Media production. If you're interested in learning more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Kraus at 267-261-3428. This program is a paid commercial announcement and does not reflect the views of WPHD or its management. Today's program has been pre-recorded. When we make a profit, you see it. Better rates, fewer fees, and we give back to the community all the things that you want from a financial institution. Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. Not here for our profit, here for yours.